What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The top- topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Draw me close to you Never let me go And lay it all down again To hear you say that I'm a friend You are my desire No one else will do Good day. The Almighty Creator desires a deep personal relationship with you. If you die as an unbeliever, your spirit will live for a very long time as a disembodied ancestor spirit or demon. The Creator has said regarding unbelievers, Why would I want someone to spend eternity with me when they do not believe I exist? So if you don't believe and you think that something pleasant will happen when you die, I would urge you to think again. It's really going to be quite horrible. If you die as a believer without any form of relationship with the Creator, you will end up in the outer darkness, a cold, black, terrible place with weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth your teeth, the trash heap of heaven. Father has said concerning such believers, why would I want someone to be close to me in heaven, which inherently means I will give them great prestige and authority, if they do not have a deep personal relationship with me and have not proven to me that they can be trusted in this life? If you make a real effort to seek relationship with the Almighty, the rewards in the life to come are huge. A glorious resurrected body, great prestige, great authority, and a permanent close relationship with the Creator and with Yeshua, who you may incorrectly know as Jesus. The Almighty has said, I created human beings, this planet and this universe, for men and women to be my friends, my companions, to explore, to learn and develop together. My greatest grief is that almost no person understands this, let alone seek such a relationship with me. So today we're going to talk about the critical elements of becoming a friend of the Creator, and we'll continue to talk, to fill the end of the program, we'll talk about the Bible is the greatest idol, part four. So an overview of today's program, the critical elements of becoming a friend of the Creator, and the Bible is the greatest idol, part four. The broadcast examines what is required to become a friend of the Almighty Creator. It is stated that the first requirement is a deep revelation of the Creator. Secondly, deep infilling with the Spirit of the Almighty. Thirdly, deep revelation of the ranks in heaven. Fourthly, deep realization that all sin and error is abhorrent. Fifthly, deep recognition of required commitment, effort and sacrifice. Sixthly, hunger to enter into deep relationship with Father and represent Him. And finally, 
deep realization that only Yah's opinion matters. We further continue to examine the reality that Yas is the Bible is the greatest idol on earth today. And we look at a diversity of topics, including the lies about Moses writing about matters to come after his death. It is also noted that the so-called Bible code is a smokescreen. The prophecy fulfilled is a testimony to Yah's spokesmen and spokeswomen that the Bible is a manifestation of the war between Yah and Satan and various other factors. Finally, we will examine some questions relating to your relationship with the Almighty Creator. By way of introduction, who am I? James Robertson. I have a doctorate in engineering and I'm a strategic management consultant. I have 27 years experience of actively seeking to draw close to the Almighty, following a dramatic encounter with him on the 12th of March 1993, when he spoke to me audibly in a locked room and I knew for certain that he was real. I was confirmed in the Anglican Church at the age of 13 and served as an altar boy for a number of years from the age of 19. Eventually, married to an unbeliever, I became disenchanted with the hypocrisy in the church and backslid to a point where I was not even sure the Almighty existed. In this backslidden state, I embarked on an adulterous affair, which when it ended, left me desperate and suicidal. It was then that the Almighty spoke to me and I realized that my intellect had gotten me into a right mess and I chose to serve him faithfully for the rest of my life. In doing this, I applied my deep-seated aversion to failure born out of an accident in early childhood, coupled to my engineering training of rigor and preventing failure, to my seeking of knowledge about Father. This journey led to numerous supernatural experiences, prayers answered, and clear communication with the Creator that forms the basis for what I teach in these programs. What is End Time Issue Ministries? It's the organizational vehicle for delivering my message through email articles, websites, this radio program, physical books, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and SlideShare. What is this program? The Creator desires a deep personal relationship with you. It represents the essence of my message. See the website www.endtimeissueministries.org for more information. That's endtimeissueministries, one word, dot org. See particularly the top line of the menu for a video about relationship and an article on the miracle of the death of Yeshua. See also www.relationshipwithcreatorradio.com for and click on the top menu of the show and then the drop down menu podcasts for previous broadcasts. That's relationshipwithcreatorradio.com, one word. Questions from last week's program. This uh, program is pre recorded, so there are no questions. Uh, my apologies for that. So we're going to move straight on to the critical elements of becoming a friend of the Creator. I've written and broadcast much in recent years about becoming a friend of the Almighty Creator. You are the eternally self-existing, and I thought it might be helpful to summarize the critical elements of becoming a friend. I'd just like to make the point, folks, that um, while I'm talking a lot about becoming a friend, which is the, the highest opportunity, if you don't have the resolve to make that level of commitment, you can still become an overcomer or a good and faithful servant or a wise steward. So you can, you can pace yourself uh, in terms of where you end up in heaven. And having said that, I would encourage you to, to aim for friend, and if you don't quite make it, well, so be it. But don't aim to scrape by and do the absolute minimum. I, I, I would suggest that that would be unwise. Having also said that, when Father first told me that I was his friend in about 2001-2002, it didn't really register what he was saying. I didn't understand then that I was the only person of that rank in this generation. It's only in the last few years that I've come to really understand what it means to... to apply my mind to how you might become a friend. So the first thing you need in order to become a friend is you need a deep revelation of the Creator. You must 
be beyond doubt with regard to the reality of the existence of the Creator. You must know with absolute certainty that He exists to the point where you would rather die a terrible death than deny His existence. Folks, you can't become a friend with somebody if you're not sure that He exists. You can't. It's just not going to work. So if in listening to this you have some doubts about whether the Creator exists, then I would suggest that you just open your eyes and, and look around you. If you're eating a piece of fruit or a vegetable, look at the intricacy of the design. Look at how each distinct type of fruit is, is whole and complete, has a beautiful taste, a beautiful flavor, sometimes a, a, an aroma. They're all different. They're all carefully crafted, lovingly crafted. Look at all the different animals on the planet, all the different insects, etc. Look at a butterfly. Look at the plants, all the different plants, all their very specific crafting. Look at yourself as a human being. Look at the amazing complexity of your body, how it all intricacy works together, how you interoperate with the people around you. And, and, and just think how amazing it is that all of this exists. And it didn't happen spontaneously or randomly. There has to have been a creator. Secondly, you need a deep infilling with the Spirit of the Almighty. And you'll notice that the first few points in this talk are the same as the last week's talk on living above sin. Deciding to live above sin is also, in a way, deciding to seek to become, at the very least, a good and faithful servant or a, a wise steward, if not an overcomer or a friend. So you need deep infilling with the Spirit of the Almighty. You need anointing. You must be deeply filled with the Spirit of the Almighty. Almighty. This means that you worship Him at every possible moment. Listen to worship songs in your home, in your travels, in your work, at every possible opportunity. Take time out to sing worship songs on a dedicated basis, daily and weekly. See the article, How to Become an Anointed One, on the main menu near the top. Also see the recommended worship songs page for a collection of songs. Folks, the, the Spirit of the Almighty in you is what's going to enable you to become a friend. It's going to enable you to live the life that Father wants you to live. It will enable you to become a good and faithful servant. It will enable you to become a wise steward. It will enable you to become an overcomer. Wherever you set your sights. And the way to get filled is to ask. And the way to stay filled is to worship and to ask. Sing appropriate songs. Don't sing songs because they sound nice. Sing songs because the words are powerful prayers. Thirdly, you need a deep revelation of the ranks in heaven. To do this, you have a deep revelation of the senior ranks in heaven and a determination to rise through those ranks until you become a friend. You have a deep revelation that dying as a friend is the ultimate achievement of this life. Folks, I can't stress that enough. It's no good going through this life and living well, driving nice cars, excuse me, driving nice cars, living in nice houses, eating nice food. And then you die and you find that uh, maybe you were an unbeliever and you end up as a demon or you believed once and then did nothing about it so you end up in the outer darkness or you sort of believed and did a bit here and there, but you never got filled with his spirit, so you're a foolish virgin, 
Or maybe you even got filled with the Spirit, but you worship Jesus and worship the Bible and what have you. Or worship Allah. Well, no, Allah is, is Yah, but you worshipped uh, Muhammad or put Muhammad on a pedestal or put Moses on a pedestal. Huge disappointment. So you want to become at least a wise steward, preferably a good and faithful servant, even better an overcomer, and ultimately, I suggest it would serve you well to seek to become a friend. Then you need a deep realization that all sin and error is abhorrent. A deep realization that all sin and error is abhorrent to Father and it is not possible to become a friend without getting completely free of sin and living that way day in and day out. You have a deep revelation of the Ten Commandments and the Great Commandment and a deep commitment to observing them all strictly. See the page on commandments on the website and also the web page What is Required to Live Above Sin, which is also last week's broadcast. Folks, I can't stress this enough. Father is pure, he's set apart. He's, the English word for set apart is holy, which is inaccurate. It means something different. I prefer the, the Hebrew word Kadesh. He doesn't want sin close to him. If you want to get close to him, you need to deal with your sin. It's as simple as that. And it's not that difficult. It requires determination. It requires a quality decision. And it requires that you work at it on a daily basis. And to do that, you need to understand what's in. You need to go through a process. Um, there's a, a detailed article on the website. It's about 70 A4 pages. Uh, seven components of drawing close to the Almighty. Read that entire document, put everything in it into practice, and in about a year, if you really go for it, you should be free of sin. There's a whole process for going through and documenting all your unconfessed sin, all your unrepented sin, and cleaning up and getting free of your demons, etc. Number five, deep recognition of required commitment, effort, and sacrifice. You have a deep recognition that becoming a friend will take commitment, focus, effort, and sacrifice. You're willing to pay the price. Folks, I have to say to you that if you really decide to become a friend, you're going to have to work at it. You're going to have to spend time worshipping instead of going out drinking with your buddies. I'm not saying that you cut out all social engagements, but I, you're going to have to reprioritize. You're going to rather have more time for father than spend every minute on your secular activity. And that said, that you need to realize that as you draw closer to father, so the forces of darkness, the demonic and satanic realm, hate you and fear you. It's a, it's a, as, as you grow, you become powerful in the spirit realm. People around you won't know this, they won't see this. But you get to a place where you are free of sin. And you can say, Father, if anybody's cursed me, I ask you to return the curse in the magnitude you deem appropriate, that they may learn not to curse you. As far as I know, the Satan servants have stopped cursing me because quite a few of their people have died because the Father returned the curses in a significant fashion. So now at some level they're a bit scared of me. So they don't really want to take, take me on. You can get there. You can get to a place where you are at some level ruling over the satanic realm. Then point number six, you need a hunger to enter into deep relationship with Father and represent Him. 
So you have a deep hunger to enter into deep dialogue with Father and to represent him on earth. You desire to pray his will in critical situations and to see his kingdom come on earth. You desire to please him in all things. You deeply desire for him to win the contest and to see Yahshua return in victory with his enemies as his footstool at the end of the millennium. You desire to lead others to deep relationship with Father. Folks, this is not a trivial thing. And it may not be what you're looking for, in which case settle for an overcomer or a good and faithful servant or a wise steward. But I encourage you to go all out. It's, as I said in the previous program, in a sense it's difficult, in a sense it's not difficult. It's not difficult because he'll help you. It is difficult because your mindset and the way you've been brought up and the way you've been programmed is just so different. You're going to do some mindset changes, some shifts, exercise your will, take some quality decisions. But get to the place where you deeply, deeply, deeply want to be in relationship with him, where nothing is more important to you. And go for it. It's there. Once you have a deep realization that it is possible for you to qualify for a really high throne with great prestige, with a deep relationship with Father, it becomes much easier. And then finally, a deep realization that only Yah's opinion matter, matters. You have a deep realization that you are seeking father's recognition alone and not the accolades and esteem of humans. You sacrifice and do not count the cost. In particular, you learn to see things father's way and not man's way. Frequently, what man, may, what man wants is in direct opposition to what father wants in any particular situation. If you can truly say yes to all the above, then you are close to becoming a friend of the creator. Folks, what I would stress here, when I say that only yours opinion matters, I'm not saying that your opinion doesn't count. The fact is, as you get to being close to Father, he will ask your opinion on matters. He's interested in what you think. He, friendship is a two-way street. He's not there to rule over you. He's there to consult with you and work with you. At the end of the day, his opinion is the final say, but he will he will take account of your opinion. He said to me numerous times, James, I'm not in your skin. I don't know how people are going to behave. Folks, it's it's a it, it's 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 hard to describe. It's a different way of being. It's a different way of looking at life. It's a different way of looking at what you do at work. It's a different way of, of how you use your money. It's a different way of how you use your time. It's a different way of how you relate to other people. It's a different set of priorities in terms of how you live your life. And I encourage you to go for it. There's a huge amount on the website to help you to do this. So that's, that's wrapping up the discussion of becoming a friend. And if you, if you really decide to go for it, please drop me a line, drop me an email. We can get on Zoom. Be delighted to help you. So moving on, we've still got a bit of time left for this program. So we're going to talk a bit more about the Bible is the greatest idol, part four. There's a tradition regarding Moses wrote the five books of the the so-called Torah before he died, including saying what would happen after he died. Folks, it's fundamentally flawed. Certain people claim that Moses was given the five books attributed to him by inspiration, such that he wrote about what would happen after he died. It's fundamentally false. Yah has repeatedly said to me that we are not glove puppets and that he deals with situations as they unfold. We're not living some bizarre and perverse pre-scripted pantomime. Again, we see traditions relating to the Bible leading people away from understanding the way Yah works. 
Folks, this is a, a strongly held belief amongst certain categories of people. Moses wrote the whole Torah, including a whole bunch of stuff after he died, about what happened after he died, and he was shown it all before he died. For that to happen, Yah has got to be a ruthless dictator who is putting us all through scripted pantomime. And that's what Satan would have us believe. No, he's a loving father who's trying his best to form a relationship with us when we are so wrapped up in our own stuff that we pay next to no attention to him. Moving on. The Bible code is a smokescreen. You may or may not have come across this a series of books as TV programs, etc., on the Bible code, which says that there are a whole lot of messages embedded in the Hebrew text of the Old Testament. Yah says that the Bible code is a smokescreen. The entire creation, the universe, every plant and animal, the minute precision of DNA, the periodic table of the elements in chemistry, all evidence the existence of the Creator. To suggest that Yah has seen it necessary to hide some code in the original Bible text in order to prove that he exists and that the Bible is inspired by him simply does not correlate with the facts that are available with the simplest observation. Folks, Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is so important. As I said a few minutes ago, look at the food on your plate, look at the fruit, look at the vegetables, look at the animals, look at the plants. Look at yourself. Father doesn't have to put something hidden in the Bible to prove that he exists, let alone to prove that the Bible is his word, which it's not. Please be careful of all these strange ideas that people come up with that actually mock the Almighty and make him look actually pretty darn silly. I could use the word stupid. Seek a relationship with him. That's what matters. Hear his voice. Ask him personally. That's what matters. Then it's important to note that prophecy fulfilled is testimony to your spokesmen and spokeswomen, not the Bible. People argue that the fact that there are statements in the Bible about the future that have been fulfilled proves that the Bible is the word of Yah. This is not so. It proves that Yah spoke through his spokesmen and spokeswomen, prophets, then, just as he does today, and that someone who was not necessarily at all inspired recorded what, recorded what was said. The fulfillment of statements made by Yah is more a sign than the, in the age when those statements were fulfilled, there were spokesmen or spokeswomen who prayed those events into existence. So, for example, it was written in Revelation, I think it's chapter 20, that Satan is cast into the pit for a thousand years at the end. And I read that and I understood that the, the time was at hand 
And I then learned from father that this could only be done by a human being. And then I got to a point in my relationship with father where I understood that I was the one who had to do the necessary work to get Satan convicted and sent to to jail in the pit. And I spent a year and a half without telling anybody, not even my wife, preparing to get free of sin, to get to the right relationship with Father, so that at the right time, Father could say to me, convene the court of heaven, send Michael and Gabriel to go and arrest Satan, bring him to the court, read out the charges against him, and ask for a sentence of a thousand years in the pit. So I did that. So the Bible wasn't saying what was going to happen. The Bible was providing me with instructions as to what I should do at the right time or somebody should do. And I happened to be the only one who saw it and, and, and obeyed. It's important to understand the difference. Father gives instructions. It's just that they've been turned around and people think they're foretelling. It's not so. Then the Bible is a manifestation of the war between Yah and Satan. The Bible is fundamentally the remnant of text that Yah managed at some level to preserve as mankind has capitulated to Satan on so many fronts. And on the other hand, it is the remnant that Satan has not been able to destroy. And therefore Satan hates it and has done all that he can to neutralize it. Let me try and put this in context. At the time that the Bible was compiled, as I've said earlier, in last week's program, there were only fragments of manuscript remaining. The Jews, the Romans, the Greeks were trying to destroy belief in Yah. Satan was working through all of them. And some men who were loyal and faithful, although they were very much in error on a lot of things, put these bits of text together and put together the Bible. And so there were a lot of miracles in the fight. So Satan was trying to destroy these remnants. Yah was working with people to, to assemble this collection. So the Bible at some level was a victory for Yah, but it was a bit of a, a pyrrhic victory because there was so little left of everything that had been written in years gone by. And it's important to see things in that, in that context. So in conclusion to this particular article that I'm working through with you at the moment, almost all of what is claimed for the Bible is false. The bottom line is that virtually all that is claimed for the Bible is false. All that can be really be found to be true is that it is a collection of writings about man's interaction with Yah that are at some level factual. So folks, the Bible is a useful history book. It contains some passages of inspired text, so Book of Proverbs, most of the Book of Proverbs, and other passages here and there, a few letters in the New Testament, bits of Revelation, are inspired. Some of them are prophecy in the sense that they're instructions to future generations. But for the most part, it's just another book. And there are innumerable other books out there Jewish books, Muslim books, Christian books, yogi books, and, 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 that have various levels of inspiration in various bits and pieces about different things. There's a huge body of knowledge out there, folks, and the Bible is only a small fraction of that. So by all means, read the Bible a couple of times, read a couple of good translations, and then put it on one side. Get on with other stuff. The books on my website that I compiled last year, writings from 1998 through to 2019, it's about 9,000 pages. And most of that is inspired at some level. Some Most of it was written under some material level of anointing. 
there's a huge amount there and it's by no means complete. I mean, these articles that I've produced recently take it to a whole new level. So I'm going to go through a few more articles about the Bible. There's a lot that I've written and I think it's worth sharing. Um, in September 2013, I wrote under the subject line about the Bible. Recently, someone asked me for guidance with regard to which Bible version they should be using. This is my response. It's important to recognize that the Bible was compiled by the Roman Church under Constantine in about 300 AD. It is the work of men, and because of the lies believed about it, it has massively limited the way in which the Bible, the Almighty has been able to interact with the majority of believers. The Bible is one of the greatest victories of Satan, and Yah hates it because of the way he's forced to work with a book approved by Satan. So there's a, there's a huge paradox here. The, the, the Bible has been very important in previous generations, but what's happened is that when Satan realized that the Bible was important, he twisted it and turned it and brought this thing of the word of God without error, Jesus is the word, etc., 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 which has resulted in a whole lot of crazy wrong thinking. And in addition to that, it's led to people worshipping the Bible as the word of God. So people have Bible schools and Bible studies and Bible this and Bible that instead of getting on their knees and getting to know Father, instead of fasting and getting to know Father, instead of taking time to hear Father. And you get people who say, well, I, I, if I want to hear Father, I go to the Bible. So you force Father to work through the Bible. And then you wonder why he's come to a place where not today he hates it. There are more books, there are more Bibles on the earth than any other book. And most of them are inaccurate translations. Furthermore, the English translations of the Bible and all other translations that have used the English translations as their source are full of massive error in terms of the true name of the Creator, Yod the Eternally Self-Existing, not God, not the Lord. The name of Yeshua, not Jesus, reference to the anointing of the Spirit of Yah, not Christ. And this has fed almost universal error in the body of believers who rely on the Bible. Satan hates the Bible because it still contains some truth and it has enabled many to retain some level of relationship with the Almighty. And he's therefore done all he can to destroy it. And in the process has given greater credibility to worship of the Bible as the living word of God and other mistaken beliefs. So while we can learn from the Bible, and I myself have come that route, using the Bible to substantiate anything of substance is highly suspect. Yah wants a personal relationship with each and every one of us, and he hates it when people put their worship of the book, as in Bible, from Greek biblios, meaning books, so it's not a special word, in the way of learning to, to hear him personally and learning to talk to him and be guided by him constantly. So the word Bible just means book. So it is a book. Just to make the point, Satan did everything he could to destroy the Bible. People who translated the Bible into English were burned at the stake and all sorts of things. Then the Bible started coming into full force because it was printing came about. Bibles were printed. They were widely distributed. By, Satan realized he could not destroy the Bible. So then he turned it around and he said, well, if I can't get them to destroy it, I'll get them to worship it. And it's important to see that juxtaposition. There's a, there's a time at which Yah was fighting miraculously to preserve the Bible. But we passed that now. There, there are thousands of books about the Creator and about his relationship with human beings. The Bible is, is pretty close to being irrelevant now. Another article which has a bearing on this, written in May 2013, The Arrogance of Christian Ignorance. I came to a close relationship with the Almighty at Passover 1993 after he spoke to me audibly when I was considering taking my life. He showed me that if I had died then I would have been cast into the lake of fire of brimstone and that I was about to pass the last opportunity that I would have in my life to turn to him. I gave him my life unconditionally and committed to do whatever he called me to do. He put me in touch with a strong believer who I knew through business, and he in turn took me to his assembly. 
I was impacted by the level of knowledge and immediately assumed that everything that they taught was accurate. However, having made such an intense commitment and being an engineer with an extremely analytical mind and knowing that I had used up the grace available to me, I rapidly started asking questions. I soon discovered that the answers to my questions were frequently unacceptable to the church, even though Father validated them repeatedly on a number of occasions through dramatic spiritual events. So here we see the paradox that the church has been drawing people closer to Father. But again, like the Bible, it's past a tipping point and Satan has now corrupted the church to such an extent that it's effectively pretty much useless. So first of all, Satan tried to destroy the church. That didn't work. The church recovered. The church became stronger. And now Satan has corrupted it from inside with pride, lust, um, strong delusion, and so forth. In 1995, I prayed for the first time, Father, I ask you to lead me into all truth by your spirit. I also asked him to bring the people he wanted into my life and take the people that he did not want in my life out. I also asked that I might be found a good and faithful servant on the day of judgment. Following these prayers, my life started to change dramatically and nearly everyone who was in my life was taken out in the next 12 months. I was also kicked out of a number of churches for my unacceptable beliefs. Yet Father continued to say I was going in the right direction and confirmed this repeatedly through numerous of his spokesmen and, sp and spokeswomen, prophets and prophetesses, who did not understand the significance of what they were saying to me. Father continued to work with me, and in 1998 I prayed, Father, judge me severely and correct me harshly that I may serve you more perfectly. And, Father, please show me the level of my present deception and how to correct it. I continue to pray all the above prayers regularly today. The revelations continued. It's so important to understand, folks, that uh, if you want to come far with Father, it's vital that you pray, pray the right prayers, have a look on the website, and that you, you are sensitive and responsive to the answers you get to those prayers. It's no good saying, Father, take the people you don't want in my life out, and then Father starts trying to take somebody out, and you start kicking and screaming and fighting against it and doing everything you can to make them stay. Push back a little bit, and if it's clear that Father's taking them, let them go. Every person he took out of my life, he showed that there was something that they were doing that was negative towards me. In the middle of 2000, I found myself in a situation where I was totally dependent on Father for my provision. And I found that what I was praying and doing, in line with what I had believed from the church, was not working. In desperation, I decided to fast and seek his face, and I'd embarked on what he ended up being eight three-day fasts at intervals of ten days. Three-day fasts, seven days eating normally. It's a water-only fast. You must drink water when you fast, otherwise you'll damage your kidneys. Concurrently, all I did was to pray, read the Bible and other sources of information, and write what I was shown. With the facts, I prayed to with the fasts, I prayed to be shown my error. The fasts were specifically directed at correcting error in my life. Within a few weeks, I started to receive a barrage of revelation through emails, direct words from the Almighty, spiritual experiences, things I observed around me, etc., etc. By the end of the eighth fast on the 31st of December 2000, Father gave me a message, the wrath of God for the church, which was about the doctrinal error in the church. I was battling to internalize all the information that had deluged me, so I still used God, although I'd recently encountered the name Yahweh, which I subsequently learned means Yah, the eternally self-existing. So, time of enormous growth, difficult financial situation, and this comes back to what I was saying earlier about making sacrifices. I totally believed that Father would help me. And when it wasn't happen, happening, I totally believed I was the one at fault. 
So that's when I started to fast and pray. Learned a huge amount. That time, Father called me into full-time prophetic ministry, but kept me almost totally isolated at home. We sold assets to survive. I continued to spend all my time seeking Father, reading about Father, and writing what I was shown. In the space of about two years, I wrote about 750 articles, amounting to several thousand A4 pages. By the end of 2001, almost nothing that I'd believed remained. I'd been shown that just about everything the Christian church teaches was false and that the demonic realm was dominating the church. I was isolated and alone. Few people remained on my mailing list, but the vast majority of Christians rejected me. It was an extremely difficult time. And then Father told me to return to my business and rebuild it. During this period, I was shown that it was time for Satan to be sent to the pit for a thousand years, and that since only men have authority on earth, only a man could bring the charges against Satan. I was further shown that if the man concerned subscribed to any of the lies or errors that Satan had brought upon the earth, that man would have no legal standing in the court of heaven to bring the charges. I understood that I was being prepared to do this, but I was not permitted to discuss this with anyone, not even my wife. So folks, a little bit of insight into my journey, how I get to where I am. So I've, I've spent, in 27 and a half years, I've spent about uh, seven years in a set-apart state, just serving Father and, and praying and, and writing and what have you and, and doing a very limited amount of secular work. I've been on seven fasts of between seven and, and nine repeats of three-day water-only fasts at, at uh, in one case, ten-day intervals and thereafter at seven-day intervals. So I've put a lot of effort into drawing close to Father. And uh, so I have a fair amount of confidence in what you find on the website. So let's loop back, and I want to finish off by asking you what, uh, so I'll continue that teaching next week. What is the state of your relationship with the Almighty Creator? I'd like to ask you to critically examine where you are relative to the Almighty Creator. Do you talk to Him constantly throughout the day and allow Him to lead you in every possible way? Are you conscious of Him at all times? Do you worship Him at every opportunity? Do you count Him your friend? Have you clearly and unambiguously heard Him call you friend? If not, you're failing in your life purpose and will be bitterly disappointed when you die. I touched on this earlier in a bit of detail, actually. He wants you to be his friend. It doesn't matter your age, young or old, your gender, male or female or other, your current religious beliefs, your race, your height, your level of education, uneducated, highly educated, your wealth, poverty, or great wealth, anything in between in any of these extremes. He wants you to be his friend. It's as simple as that. He would love to be friends with every single human being on the planet today. He has the capacity to do that. Please go for it. I urge you to do it. So wrapping up, key documents and a video on the main menu web pages. There's a video at the top of the menu on the website, Why Seek Relationship, Most Important. This is the most important message I've ever created. Then a number of key articles, The Miracle of Yeshua's Death, The Creator Desires a Deep Personal Relationship with You, Seven Components in Drawing Close to the Creator, Recommended Worship, The Creator's Name is Yah, the Eternally Self-Existing, Where Will You Spend Eternity, The Essence of My Message to Christians. All available at www.entimeshaministries.org. Transcripts of nearly all teachings in this series are available on the website at the bottom on the radio page. Recordings of nearly all of the teachings broadcast so far 
are available on the radio page and they're all available at relationshipwithcreatorradio.com. Click on the show on the top menu and then podcasts in the drop down. Books constituting a compilation of most writings published since 1998 until May 2019 are available near the bottom of the menu at the compilation of most writings page and are physically available. I publish regular email articles. Email james at ntumishaministries.org to be added to the list or to seek counsel or prayer or give me feedback. Visit the website and use the Google search article keyword cloud table of contents and article search to locate the information you're looking for. The Google search is particularly powerful. You've got the full functionality of the Google search engine just on the website. So if there's any phrase or word that you're looking for, that's the best way to find it. In closing, thank you for listening. Please send me your questions on the W4CY webpage. I will answer them next broadcast. Please email me to join the mailing list at james at ntimeissueministries.org. If you decide to draw close to the Almighty, please let me know. and We can connect by Skype, Zoom, email or telephone so that I can help you with your journey. I hope to connect with you again next week when we will continue to explore how to become a friend of the Creator. Work with me to make a way for Yeshua to return in victory at the end of the millennium and make his enemies his footstool. Folks, no matter where you decide to go, in terms of the level of your relationship with Father, you can make a difference by starting to work to get closer to Him, to start praying for Yeshua to return, to start praying for this turning around to become sustainable and enduring and last to the end of the millennium. The millennium ends in roughly May 3003, so that's 987 years from now. Uh, there's so much to be done. He's such a gentle, loving Father. He created you to be His friend. He created us to be His friends. You are the outworking of that. I am the outworking of that. Ask you to ask you to think about it, pray about it, and then just climb in and do it. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Cheerio. Father, I-